Welcome to That Cartoon Podcast, where we discuss only the best, highest quality, prime cut animated films. We are your hosts, I'm Kyle Frazier. And I'm Tejinder Singh. Hello, hello everyone. We are here with a very special episode of That Cartoon Podcast. We are interviewing a Mr. Stephen Trumbull. Am I saying that correctly? Trumbull, Trumbull. yeah, yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. Um, And he is the creator, storyboard artist, the animator, the all-around, just the creator of a very... (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, of of a short uh batman film that is currently on youtube called batman broken promise so last time i looked at this i think you had like i think you had like three hundred and fourteen thousand views yeah impressive it's pretty yeah. crazy especially yeah. considering the, the the youtube channel didn't exist in february so it's kind of yeah. it's unbelievable, really. It's never so it's uh, un- unlike anything that's ever happened to me before in my life. So very exciting stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah. has has anything come from this? Like, have you heard from DC any cease and desist? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that DC has my number. Like, like I, I wouldn't know how to get in touch with me. You know, like, <laughs> really, really difficult. Um, uh, I talked to somebody the other day who said that he had read that you have to have like 2 million views for DC to even blink. You know what I mean? Like apparently there is like a, a water level um, that a web by which it becomes something that they will watch or will look at and stuff. So mm-hmm. who the hell knows? But um, no, no, nothing has yet. Just a lot of really lovely, kind messages and people like yourselves wanting to you know, chat chat about geeky stuff. And yeah. a lot of uh, fellow creators and stuff have got in touch and said lovely things. And I think I even got a couple of like comic book uh, like artists and stuff have actually gotten in touch, which is really nice, which I, I won't say because it's like they were like private messages or whatever, yeah. but it was, it's, it's, it's the type of thing that would be kind of a bit crazy for me in any other usual kind of setting. But um, yeah, it's a, the goalposts keep kind of changing, which is really weird because I'm here looking at the, the 300,000 views. And then I'll, uh, I talked to like another one of these podcasts uh, and they were like, uh, no, 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 it was, it was actually, it was a reaction video. Someone was reacting to the film. And while he was reacting, he was like, oh, so it hasn't got that many views. Because in his head, it it needs to be in the millions. You know what I mean? And I'm like, suddenly I feel like a failure. (laughs) (laughs) It's only been out for like, what, two weeks now or so? Yeah, two weeks. That's a lot of views for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But but, but also, I want to try and be the type of creator who, I mean, and, and this might sound like a bit of a line, but I think it's very, very much the truth, which is the victory is that the film exists at all. Like right. it's like the first creative project that I've finished in about 10 years and I'm always starting, you know, projects and lots of different like, you know, fingers in different pies and stuff. And so this was like something that, you know, it started in lockdown and uh, and just kind of became this kind of weird obsession. I was just doing it in my f- spare time for two years. And then it's it's just, we, we did it. We actually got it done. Like, you know, on the day that it, we uploaded it, which was a nightmare in itself. Like we almost mm-hmm. didn't upload it. We, it was like the first people who watched it were like the people who'd been following it on the Instagram. So like a good like 80 people. And they watched it in 360p 
<laughs> that's how, <laughs> that's yeah. how uh, late we were almost getting it online. And they were all in the comment section, just being like really lovely and saying like lovely things about it. And we were just like, what? It's not even, it's not even like 720, man. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, man, it's great. It's beautiful. And I was like, oh, you know. So, it's great um, how, how supportive yeah. the fan community can be. Which is funny because you don't, you know, especially like Batman fans, you know, you hear a lot yeah. of you know negativity around a lot of fandoms. You know, there's always a toxic side, but we don't, we haven't really had any of that, which is lovely. Like a, a good friend of mine, uh, Greg Locke, uh, wrote and directed a Star Trek fan film, and which was released pretty much this year as well, called Star Trek Ambush, and he got like really, really lovely comments as well. So it's kind of this funny thing where it's like. I wouldn't have, would never have thought that me and my friend did a Batman and Star Trek fan film mm -hmm. in 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 like the same year and both of them didn't get ripped to shreds by people, you know. I think a lot of the toxic fan communities have transitioned over to live action. Yes. Like that's where all their hate goes to. Well, now they're like sharpening their claws for like Marvel, who are like the people who've been basically like nothing but net for about 10 years, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's almost like this, like this cyclical, everything just kind of comes around, you know? And, and we, we've got, we get a couple of comments sometimes where I don't even know if I can like it or not, because, mm. you know, I like to go, go through and like all the comments, but it'll be like, it'll say something nice about my film, but then say better than the film that that hack Reeves made. And it's yeah. just like, kind of thing where it's like I actually really like the Batman and um I was actually like watching the teaser trailer in, in lockdown was like the thing that motivated mm. me to like I was just watching it over and over again you know and then we um we went and saw it on my birthday which was March the 6th um like a month before we finished Broken Promise and I was sat there in the cinema and I'm like I have to like this film. There's no way. <laughs> if, it, if it's bad, I'm just gonna I, I'm just gonna go home and commit seppuku. You know. <laughs> this is um, my entire personality for two years. I have no choice. Just yeah, throw your yeah. hard drive out the window. Yeah. <laughs> and well, we and Kyle both loved it too. <laughs> yeah, we so, we loved it. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so kind, man. Thank you. It, thank it's you. really like so. We're both huge Batman fans, but very specifically. Batman animated fans, yeah, yeah. Uh, like they're the films. Obviously, Batman animated series, but um, a lot of the films. And mm. this, your story was better than anything, in my opinion, anything that DC's put out in the past like seven or eight years as far as animation. I mean, that's crazy flattering. Thank you so much. <laughs> they really, they've really oh, kind man. of, they've really kind of given up. I think it's, they've gone they formulaic. Yeah, they don't have the, they don't have have the drive to make things that are yeah. out of the box I've, yeah. I've noticed yeah they're kind of tied into this continuity mm -hmm. and now it's like i think i said this the other day to someone where it's, it's almost like because you know they're creating all these spin-off shows but they're like spin-offs of spin-offs of spin-offs so you've got like you know alfred pennyworth the early years <laughs> and then amanda waller and like characters like that who are all great characters but it's like they're trying to do a backdoor pilot back into their original film yeah. you know if they keep following you know characters like amanda waller maybe she'll bump into batman again and we'll get another batman you know it's almost like they're trying to they're trying so hard to kind of get back to where they were like five years ago where they had they were like they had the whole you know plan in front of them and mm. everyone was cast and everyone was kind of like this is the continuity this is how it's going to be and then you know Spider-Man No Way Home comes back and uh, no, yeah, No Way Home comes and just like completely rewrites the rules on like meta casting. 
Right. And so suddenly it's basically like, oh, well, it turns out we could have anyone play Batman. We could have, we could bring back the first ever cinematic Batman, you know, and, uh, and it would be legit. So, but in a way, it kind of is one of those things where um, by making it so that anything is possible, it almost makes it so that like nothing is sacred. Do you know what I mean? It like, really matters because you can do whatever you want. So yeah. you lose a lot of stakes. Yeah, stakes. But, yeah. but I, mean, I think that's what comics are in general. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I mean, nobody dies in comics, do they? So it's like, yeah, there's never going to be any stakes anyway. But um, uh, I think you're absolutely right in that. I think my friend Liam Dempsey, good um, podcaster friend of mine, he said that he felt like it's good to have like the Matt Reeves Batman because it feels like a comic book Elseworld story, you know, mm-hmm. it feels like a one shot. You know, and you know, comics are just full of different artists, creators creating their own version, and they always change it, and they always do their own thing. Like at the moment, my favorite um, Batman kind of property at the moment, uh, by by a nose, is um, uh, Sean Murphy's White Knight. I, I'm absolutely in love with his version of Gotham and his version of Batman and the Joker, and um, I think that. It's, it's kind of like what I wanted to do with my thing, which is to try and make it seem, you know, not sacrilegiously different, but definitely my own iteration. Right. As it, it was almost like I just thought to myself, myself, like, imagine that I've been hired to make a one shot and yet to, you get one shot, you know, one yeah. page story and it's got Batman in it and you can put any of the other characters in. What are you going to do with that? You know, and that, and it, and it's just, it just kind of a one story that just sits there on its own. It doesn't really affect the continuity or anything. It's just like a thing, you know. And uh, I think that's kind of, I feel like I did that. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's good. I think, I think they should treat the movies like that. It's kind of like, you know, I mean, it wasn't really my cup of tea, but like the Joker movie and stuff, like, um, like you know, it it kind of plays fast and loose with you know a lot of the stuff, and it's kind of it kind of doesn't need to exist. It's such a strange film. It's like. It's like the Han Solo movie, like it just doesn't need to exist at all. No. Um, mm-hmm. but, it, but, but it has that thing of like, okay, it's just one, one artist came along and did his yeah. weird comic book that you can buy, that you can take off the shelf. And if you don't like it, you take a different off the shelf. Maybe that's how it should be, you know? It's, it's like, like you said, um, I think too many people expect any superhero movie to now just be a franchise always. So every movie has to have all these continuations and all these, you know, Easter eggs of future things that are coming out. But it's okay to just have a story self-contained within itself. Um, But to do that, you either have to have like a three to four hour long movie that you have to just commit that nothing else is going to happen after this. And you have to get a big studio has to then decide we're not going to make any more money off of this one particular person, which they're not going to do. They're soulless. Um, yeah, but but, but, but that, isn't that weird that that's how it's it used to be that the only way that you could make sequels to a film was if it was really good, and now it's kind of like the better your film is, the less likely it is to have a sequel because you're like, oh, it was so good, it didn't have any like sequel bait in it, it didn't it didn't feel like it was part one of a story, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, that's why I think smaller you know smaller content creators and you know smaller projects do that my now more well because it's um it's it's less of an incentive i mean you're not you're not getting billions of dollars for doing this this is just something that you were passionate about and you wanted to do you wanted Mm -hmm. to tell a very specific story 
Mm -hmm. um, within the confines of, I think like what, 15 minutes, 11 yeah. seconds or something like that. Yeah. And you did it. Yeah. There's no, yeah. if this it's, stops, it's, if this stops right now, it's still a full complete story. Exactly. Exactly. That it doesn't need any any more. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's it's kind of how I felt when I saw the it was the second trailer for the Batman where I thought, oh, he's acting as if he he's not going to get a sequel. You know, yeah. I was he's got fucking Penguin, Riddler, Catwoman in it. I didn't even know the Joker was going to be in it. You know, but it's like it's almost almost like that. Maybe that's why it's three hours because it's like, oh, I've only got one shot at this. They're going to recap, they're going to reboot it in a, in, a, in a year anyway. So I've got to, you know, do something. And I think that's probably the best way to go about, you know, it, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was in my head, it was just kind of like, you know, who do, who do I want to see? And, it, you know, I think without getting too much into spoilers, unless you want to, I feel like I, I, end, I ended up not going for like the usual suspects, if you know what I mean, in terms of, mm -hmm. you know, the other characters that are involved, you know. Yeah, we're we're down to getting the spoilers here. Yeah, we're uh, usually a fairly spoiler heavy podcast, but since <laughs> it's this has been out for two weeks, we can do it. Well, I was gonna say if it's been, it's only been about two weeks. So I mean, if you want to, if you if you want to give people a chance to uh, to actually watch it without the spoilers, I'm also fine with that because there's a lot in here that I was not expecting. There's a lot of twists oh, I was not expecting in this in this short. But I was really. But see, now I really want to hear about it. <laughs> so, okay, that's yeah. fine. Hey, that's fine. It's your project. I don't care. I'm I'm really interested in hearing like you know um in what you guys have to say and um, any questions that you have or whatever. Like I'm just I'm just you know fascinated. So if you how, don't want spoilers. Act. If you don't want spoilers, jump to the last 10 seconds of this. <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> we were just yeah. saying bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say jump to the last 10 seconds of Batman Broken Promise. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just wrap it all up. Just like, the credits. Very concisely. The <laughs> Take credits, it away, but don't, don't, don't read the names of the, the people that are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> He's in this? Oh. Um, don't read uh, the comments. In fact, that's probably a good idea generally. Oh, yeah. It is. <laughs> Uh, so let, let's dive into the big bads here that, that we're dealing with. Uh, at first, it looks like we're just dealing with Scarface and the Ventriloquist, which mm. if you all know who they are, uh, it's, it's a crazy, it's another crazy person in Gotham yeah. uh, who has a mob boss puppet that kind of controls him. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, so... We're led to believe he's a big bad, although he's also alluding to like he has someone that he's answering yeah, to. Kind of, uh, there's a deal going down. There's a there's a collaboration between two gangs, which means that the high and low end of the city can be monopolized, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, in, in the uh, in the drug trade. Yeah. Which uh, we'll, we'll come back to that. But uh, and then the the second big bad ends up being one of my favorites, at least. Um, Harvey Dent, Two Face. Yeah, he's an amazing character. Oh, I, I find, it's so, I yeah. find it so funny that Two Face, because I think a lot of people are fans of Two Face, and I feel like not to kind of bad mouth any you know films in which he's been in, because obviously like The Dark Knight is incredible. Dark Knight mm -hmm. is a masterpiece, but we only get five minutes really of Two Face at the end. Like yeah. the fact that like he has so much potential as a character. And I've, I've been trying to kind of get this into words lately. It's kind of, it's his restrictions that make him uh, have potential. 
Mm -hmm. It's like a character like the Joker is so unpredictable. He could do anything. So there's no, there's, you know, you're kind of never surprised by anything he does. Because whereas Two-Face is like a character who 50% of the time, he should do the right thing. You know, he, he, he's got this moral code that's so precise mm -hmm. that, you know, and he can't compromise. And it makes him like more interesting to me. Like how, what do you do? What, you know, how does a character react when they're, when they're boxed into a corner, you know, by themselves? And, and as a result, I just thought like, oh, I'm, like firstly, I, I just wanted to, because I've always loved the character of, of Two-Face ever since I saw Batman Forever, even though that isn't a very comic version. <laughs> But I even have like my own little kind of reference to that with the glow in the dark paint. It's kind of yeah. it's, that's my little, my little, you know, uh, you know, my little kind of reference to the Schumacher years because those were the years when I really that was like my first time I ever saw a Batman film in the mm. cinema. Like I'd seen the Tim Burton ones, but they they kind of were just like weird nightmares, you know, like <laughs> it's like weird fucked up nightmares. Um, and then um, I fell in love with. Batman Forever and you know like uh, and then of course the animated series I had watched when I was a kid in America when I lived in America when I was six I'd watched it and I forgot about it for years like I knew it like I knew that I'd watched it because yeah. I remember him standing on the rooftop with the lightning bolt behind him yeah and I had I had a, a toy of Clayface that fired a, like a metal ball <laughs> and I had this one memory of Batman falling into Scarecrow's mouth <laughs> in like a nightmare which again just kind of occupied this weird nightmare kind of realm in my head and then it was only in uni or just before university that I saw the um, animated series box set on like you know in a shop and I was like oh I love that show and I bought it and then it became like how I go to bed at night because mm -hmm. uh, I you know sometimes I can have you know a bit of insomnia a bit of like you know uh, restless brain or whatever and what I would do for bedtime is I would put Batman in and watch three episodes, essentially. And because of the way those shows were made, I know you guys probably know all about it because you, you say you're fans of the animated stuff. Um, they All the backgrounds are, you know, painted on black paper. Mm -hmm. It's easier to do that than, than paint big paint old black, yeah. night, night, nighttime scenes. And as a result, visually, it's like a glass of warm milk. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just physically dark, which is so beautiful. And like, and, and it's got a beautiful score, like operatic, like orchestral score. And the voices are great. And even like Kevin Conroy's voice is like, he's reading you a bedtime story while he's Batman, you know? Oh, so like velvety. Yeah. So velvety. It's so <laughs> everyone thinks like Batman is like, you know, like, like the evil. Like actually like, no, he's like probably like the best possible like uh like you know you could be singing you to sleep you know and you'd be yeah. you'd be like thank you batman and you'd go <laughs> um and so for about like three years or something like i watched batman the anime series like every night before going to bed you know uh so uh two-face in that show obviously is so well done yeah. and but even he has only like two or three episodes before he just becomes an out and out villain like mm -hmm. by the time you get past the episode second chance which is an episode that i really love which is one of the main influences uh, of this film in terms of like the way Harvey and Batman uh, relate to each other. And you have like the fight at the end, like in, in the, you know, in the, the episodes chance that ends with a fist fight between them as well, where Bruce is trying to get him not to, 
not to follow the coin and things like that. So that was the episode that I told like the actors to watch and say like, mm-hmm. this is like what we're going to do. And then after that, he just kind of becomes guy who flicks a coin and it's always bad heads, which yeah. I find really weird. It's, it's statistically impossible <laughs> for him to always be bad. And then wow. you get like the Arkham games where he's nearly always depicted as just like a gun-toting gangster, yeah. kind of pretty much. And it's, it's that thing of like, he's the character who has more to do. He's got more to say, I think. And that's, I think, why I used him in the end. The problem I think that that show runs into is the problem that almost all Batman media runs into is that everyone wants to talk about the Joker. Yeah. So yeah. they'll give these they'll give these other characters a little bit of, you know, they'll, they'll have their little arcs. And then it's like, oh, by the way, what was the Joker doing now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what, and that's why I think it's better to have one-off movies with specific characters rather than rather than doing these like big, big, big set pieces of like, well, here's 20 characters or 20 villains that are getting together and they're starting their little legion of doom, but it's actually just Lex Luthor and the Joker fucking around. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you know, uh, Justice League, you know, uh, already told us that they can't work together. So it's a, we already know how that ends. It's not a good idea. Yeah. It should be Lex Luthor and, you know, uh, Gorilla Grodd or whatever, you know. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or Vandal, Vandal Savage. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Vandal Savage. That would be amazing, actually. He's always um, the best leader of the Legion of Doom, I think. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Well, he's 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 got he's got the long game, hasn't he? <laughs> exactly. He's he's got he's got some real perspective on things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Yeah, um, no, I, I completely agree about Joker because I think that he's one of those characters that he 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 kind of I know everything about him. Exactly. I just feel like I know him so well. You know, other people are better at writing him. I, I almost feel like the only way I could that's what, again why I love uh, Sean Murphy's White Knight because it completely flips Joker on his head and makes Joker the good guy mm-hmm. and it's like he found so he found a way to make me interested again in that character which is like something that I didn't think was even possible because I just felt like oh I, I you know if I see the Joker I'm like oh he's probably going to kill some guys you know yeah. that's about it you know we know what he's going to do all the time and uh, you know I think the only way that you could like make him work would be if you threw him in and had him do something genuinely unexpected but I don't know what that would be other than just giving Batman a big hug, you know, or something. I think that's why they have to go through the, all of those. Cause there was that time period of when they were just making the Joker do incredibly messed up stuff like that, the era of Joker without a face. Yeah. That was just because they were like, well, Joker's committed every sort of crime at this point, yeah. how we make Joker interesting. Well, he cuts his face off and that staples are back on. That's, that's yeah. how you're like, Okay, is that is that all he does? Yeah, basically. Then he goes back to being Joker. Okay. Funny. I think all you need to do to make him work is go back to the Mark Hamill version, where he would show up, and his crimes were less about like killing people in horrible ways, and they were more about being noticed almost. Like he would go on TV, and he would like he would become like a satire of of television almost. You know, he would you would like go and uh, hold everyone in a talk show hostage and be like and try and do like a christmas special you know i think those are the more interesting versions where it's like batman's like joker joker is just lonely at christmas he needs me to to, to be you know i'm i'm his family you know and so yeah i think if i I, I, it's weird i kind of i I, I don't know if anyone would agree with me here but i kind of want joker to go back to being a bit of a lovable scamp (laughs) you know like i kind of yeah it's like 
just a guy who was like a lot of fun to be around. And, yeah, until and, he isn't. I, I miss the clown in the Clown Prince of Crime. Yeah. No, Edgelord Joker that we currently always get is mm. is is boring at this point. I mean, I I loved Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight. Well, it's nothing I compared think... to Jared Leto, though. Right. <laughs> you know, you're fine. Yeah, Up you're right. here. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, because the funny thing is, I think Heath Ledger's Joker doesn't go to that place. I think Heath Ledger's Joker is really interesting because of how you see that he's this kind of guy who's kind of there's that scene with them over the table where he goes, you know, you complete me, you know what I mean? And he's like, mm-hmm. at the end, he's like, I think we're destined to do this forever. And it's just like, so it's like that story is less about how crazy and fucked up he is and more about the fact that he is just someone who's found their opposite, you know, their opposite uh, counterpart. And he's like so overjoyed to f- have found him. And I, that to me is really special, you know. He's like, he's he's basically like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go back to ripping off mob dealers. What? No, no. Like, I found you. I found you. You're, you know, you, we're, like, it's like it's like it's like the episode of Friends where Joey finds his identical hand twin. <laughs> that's it, you know, and I think that's that's my favorite reading of that film, particularly. I'm less interested in the knives and the the the, the murders and things, you know. I think it. I think unfortunately, though, it started a trend of anarchy joker mm. of just mm. a, and it fueled by stupid teenage boys that just yeah. that just wanted to we all i mean I, I think we all knew some guy in school that was just way too into the joker yeah. and that's i i you never met that guy with mark hamill joker that that was never a thing people understood that that was just not someone you wanted to be yeah, it's always yeah. like a bro with a flat brim hat who's never read a fucking comic book a day in his life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's it's kind of it's almost like the snake eating its own tail, isn't it? It's, um, yeah. it's life imitating art, imitating life, in that you basically have the type of person who would be a follower of the Joker if the Joker was real. Yeah, and and has seen him in a movie and been like, oh, I like that character. And it's like, no, you don't get it. You're you're the wrong. <laughs> you got <laughs> So, you, so, so it's like, so you didn't get the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so what, yeah. what's, uh, what are your inspirations as far as like your animation style? Okay, well, um, interesting. I'm, I'm gonna kind of uh, give, give myself away here. Um, <laughs> like my first animation that I've ever done. And I kind mm-hmm. of, I kind of was making it up as I went along. Like I was using Adobe Animate and I was using, I then started using Toon Boom and stuff. I've been drawing my whole life and I've been, mm-hmm. you know, flip books and things and a little bit of flash when I was a kid. But um, basically I realized about, you know, in the first couple of shots that I was doing that I had to lean into my limitations. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, at the end of the day, I thought, okay, uh, it's going to be janky. I don't have a team of cleanup artists. You know, right. I, can't, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't double check every line is straight. So I thought, let's just make it like a comic book. Let's make it like Jock made it or something, you know, or yeah. Sean Murphy or Capullo or any of those guys, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, people have been liking it, liking, likening it to like the Spawn HBO show and things like that, um, where it's like handmade, you know, so it's like, it's like, mm-hmm. it's almost like stop motion animation. Like if you take a look at something like, um, you know, the Nightmare Before Christmas, it's, 
it you trust it more than you trust like Mega Mind or something because Mega Mind mm-hmm. so smooth. It's like every frame is like you know you know, whereas like there's something about the kind of animating on twos like kind of twelve frames a second that the animated series had, and for some reason like I think especially guys like kind of in our age range we kind of trust you know it's the Saturday morning cartoon, so I was like okay I know I can't make it perfect so I'm going to make it deliberately not perfect you know and you know a lot of the elements are actually things that I've hand drawn and scanned in and you know colored and then incorporated into animated frames and things so it's kind of got a lot going on all at the same time uh and I think in terms of influences obviously you got the animated series um Into the Spider-Verse was a really big um influence for me just in terms of like the backgrounds and the fact that it's mm-hmm. like difficult to look at but you don't doesn't need to all be perfect it's like if you actually look at the buildings in the background of Spider-Verse, they've just got like weird geometric shapes in the windows, but it's just kind of the brain sees windows yeah. and things like that. Obviously, um, like something like Avatar, The Last Airbender was a huge thing for me and uh, like, you know, old animes like Akira and things like that. Um, obviously, I, I think Batman Gotham Knight in 2008 was a huge, I think that was the thing that made me think like I could do it mm-hmm. because when they got those those amazing artists in firstly it's an it's an anthology piece so batman changes every single it's the same it's all like meant to be the same story but his costume his bat suit changes every like five minutes <laughs> yeah and i'm like that's cool it's like i'm just gonna i'm just imagine that i'm i'm like just the the, the sixth guy to make right. a and gotham knight you know film yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, you could be like, oh, I didn't like episode five. I preferred episode six or whatever. And it's like, that's, you know, mine just can just sit there, you know? So I think I was very inspired by that, you know? And also a lot of that is, is very anime style kind of janky. Again, I use the word janky in a very positive way. <laughs> I don't, I hope that's a yeah. that word. You know, jank is sometimes good. Yeah, yeah I, think sometimes janky, I think janky is really good. I think, I think, yeah. um, I think uh, too smooth and it starts to look like, um, like it's like a computer did it. You know what I, I mean? I think it's good when it's done like the, like you did de- deliberately. If it's an accident, it can be less good. Yeah. I think I could definitely get better. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll um I'll you know go by leaps and bounds in future you know animations. Not even necessarily Batman animations, but I I think I'll probably I'm going to take a big break uh, definitely, and I'll probably mm-hmm. throw a lot of time into like actually doing some self education on a lot of. Uh, of animation techniques and stuff it's amazing that like people like this because it is kind of like it's kind of a little cobbled together thing and it's amazing that it does kind of sell you know Mm. because i watch it and all i see is like the imperfections i'm just like oh that uh, that shot doesn't work and that's you know that that but i guess just people just there's a suspension of you know there's creative license isn't there yeah yeah there there was a lot of scenes in there that i thought were really good just because of kind of the choppiness of it sometimes yeah. um and i it, it now that i hear that you you saying that it's deliberate it makes it even more impactful because it made it seem like batman was more menacing sometimes just because i mean there's that one scene where he takes out the fluorescent light bulb and yeah. it's just swinging and it's dark and then like a second later he's just next to the guy yeah that was the it, second shot that i did that was yeah. like the, 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 the first shot of him smashing the light and then mm-hmm. him disappearing behind it. Those were the two first shots that I did. And that was before I even knew I was going to do a 15 minute short. It was just, let's animate Batman beating up some guys. 
and it turned into the whole film like it's just it was just kind of like and and it, you're you're right it's like it's like a it's it's very like if you look at the way the light is playing against him as the the strip light passes him it's all very graphic you know it's yeah. almost like um you know the original clone wars cartoon or something you know like very block you know mm -hmm. kind of uh, lots of like flat color actually another thing that i've been thinking about with in terms of the art is actually one of the reasons why a lot of the modern animated stuff that studios put out for superhero things i don't really like is that they don't there's never any like solid black you ever noticed mm -hmm. that it's always yeah. like off, Dark off blue. yeah yeah like tone like you know gray tones or or mistiness and um and and it's like to me you know a comic book is black shadows pure black you know and so you know with this like if you take a look at like anytime there's like a fold in the character's clothing it's just these kind of jagged black lines and stuff mm -hmm. i love that i think i think uh, i think i can't believe people don't do that anymore it's such a it, it just screams comic book to me you know absolutely it's it's so lost because you know not only with newspapers but like some of the best comic books of all time are just black and white i mean yeah. v, v for vendetta mm. there, there are more oh from hell also alan moore yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah all, all oh, those books yeah, it's just the, a different shading <laughs> yeah exactly and, and it kind of takes more skill in a way like I'm, I'm a big, mm -hmm. I'm such a big, um, I, like I'm so envious of artists that can do something with just black and white. You know what I mean? I'm okay at it, but like, it's, you know, it, 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 if someone can make, you know, a scene just out of like, you know, um, negative space, you know, mm -hmm. again, that's another reason why I love Sean Murphy's artwork because he'll do like, just like this long shadow that goes up a wall or something, you know, and it just, it's, it's, it's stunning stuff, you know? Yeah, I've, I've got how we got to this. Um, I'm I'm talking myself in circles, <laughs> but um, you're, you're fine. Yeah. So, uh, something I, I I love the homage to uh, Batman the animated series that you did. Thank you. With him standing on the rooftop, I was like, oh, yeah. I see what you did. <laughs> did you um, what's that? Did you catch the other one as well? There's during two. the fight with Harvey. Yeah, during the oh fight with oh the flashing light like uh, when he, he goes like that yeah he turns into that yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought twice about doing those because I was like, oh, maybe it'll take people out of the story and stuff. But I love it. Yeah. People seem to really love it. I think it's a testament to how deeply embedded those images are in people's mm -hmm. heads. Just like me, I, you know, like it's the thing that I always remember is him standing on the roof and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just a nice, a nice little tip of the hat. <laughs> There's like four Batman images, and I think are ingrained in everyone's head. It's him on the rooftops, him with like the cape like that. Mm -hmm. Um, the the jumping scene from uh, Batman: uh, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, almost, I almost like did it. I don't know why. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a weird way of having a conversation. Oh, you mean like when he goes? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But and yeah, what's, the, the, what's the fourth one? Uh, the pearls. The yeah, the, the it's gotta be the pearls. It's the pearls, <laughs> but I feel like everyone tried. The pearls have been so they're the ones that everyone does, and it's just like boring now. I think I think another one I would be I always used to think of this as a metaphor for like you know the teenagers the um the angsty teenagers mm -hmm. or, or like just men in general I think is that that like um is Batman holding Robin's dead body you know and mm -hmm. just going like no like that I think it's kind of like that's how all men feel about like um 
like a showing emotion it's like only when i'm holding my son's dead body will i <laughs> will i emote you know other than that i'm batman all the time you know <laughs> yeah the, the world could be coming to an end and batman's just like well we have to go to plan b i guess i, uh, I knew <laughs> <laughs> i'm counting on it <laughs> just like... <laughs> yeah, i was not expecting the fans to vote to kill robin <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. That I mean, that's some that's some Harvey Dent democracy right there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so th- this may have been something that was done just out of necessity, but um, ultimately, really worked in your favor. Uh, the choice to not include any of Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? Um, it is. It was kind of a choice. Um, yeah, because I, it kind of occurred to me, like midway through the process, I was like. I, I, I don't have a place for him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and to this day, I think I haven't really ever drawn him. Like I don't know how his face fits into the cow. Yeah. Really, I mean, one day I think I will, and I'll, I'll shove the picture up on Instagram or something. And be like, <laughs> it's what he looks like, you know. I don't know what his hair looks like, you know. I uh, um, I only noticed this because I didn't notice Bruce Wayne was missing. I noticed uh, Alfred was missing. And I, was, yeah. I was like, I was like, where's Alfred? And I was like, oh wait, there's no Bruce. <laughs> and Jim, no Jim. Like, yeah, no Jim. He's not, even, he's not even there at the end when, because 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 it's only 15 minutes. I was like, if we get to the end and there's Jim, but he doesn't say anything, it's a fucking, it's a what a jit, you know? Yeah. Still, he's just adjusting his glasses. Like there, just yeah, just like, mm, yeah. It's like <laughs> no, no, like he, you know, you, you'd want Batman to be hung upside down having a chat with him about something, you know. Mm. And like we we've got Bullock and Montoya, but they don't even get any lines. You know, we don't have time. And I think it kind of firstly, it's nice to kind of. I think the one thing I do regret is it would be it would have been lovely to have some Alfred. I kind of want to see the cave as well. Like I always love the the kind of the calmness of the cave mm-hmm. and stuff. It always makes you feel calm in the animated series when just like there he is, he's at the computer. You know, and Alfred's dusting something in the background. You know, his tea ready somehow. Yeah, he comes up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The joints on Alfred to be able to get up all and down all those stairs. This is oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Alf- Alfred's point. the actual hero of every Batman story. Yes, yeah. no, no one can convince me of anything else. <laughs> 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 oh man. Um yeah, oh, so- but, uh, it, it, no no let, let me just say this one thing about oh, yeah, of course. which was that um if you, I think I don't know if you noticed this, but in the credits, every one of the main characters is a double role. So it's like you know, um, Brian Vaughn is uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne. David Trumbull is Harvey Dent and Two Face, and then I'm uh, Arnold Wesker and Scarface. So it's like duality runs through the whole thing. And so there would be lines that my brother did. My brother David plays Two Face, by the way. Um, he's oh. amazing. he's absolutely amazing. Well, I mean, firstly, he's my twin brother, so he understands duality very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, he dressed up as Two Face at a fancy dress party when we were in uni as the animated series with the blue blue paint and white hair and he went around i swear to god he spent the entire night going like this like (laughs) in this position for an entire night it was absolutely genius and i just Just, knew yeah just stone cold sober because he can't get any beer past Excuse yeah. it's a shame vaping hadn't been created yet you know (laughs) but um yeah, no, he, um, I, w- I would get him to do lines as Harvey, and then I would get him to do lines as Two-Face. So he kind of alternates throughout the film. 
um, just so I had the option. And the thing is, with Batman, I would say to Brian, could you do this line as Bruce? Mm-hmm. You know, so even though he's in the suit, there are lines where I think Bruce is in the film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that, that kind of comes from Kevin Conroy as well, because he would do that in, you know, even if he's wearing the suit, sometimes he'll be like, Harvey, and you know he's talking as Bruce. Yeah. yeah. And I think, yeah, the, the idea of not having Bruce in is, it, it is interesting because it's very rare to not see him. But at the same time, I think it gives Batman that kind of mythic, you know, he's like, it's almost like, I wanted it to just feel like one night on patrol, like just a yeah. day in life, you know? A bit yeah. like Judge Dredd in a way, the, the Dredd movie, where it's just like, it's just like one day, just one one case, you know, quite, in, think, quite, quite inconsequential really, you know? I think now knowing the twist at the end, um, of it being two-faced all along combined with you know because you were hearing the the campaign you know speeches and everything at the beginning so you don't actually know that this is after all that until two-faced shows up i think having bruce wayne show up because you, you're right what would he be doing mm. he would have to be interacting with somebody important to the plot and i think it might have just given it away if we had done that yeah because yeah. then you then you then you you, you what are you gonna have him talk to? Harvey pre Two Face? Yeah, just... I, I, th- I think my brother ad libbed a line during the the speech, which didn't you can't really hear. It's just in the background because you can hear the campaign speech going on while Scarface is talking to the gang. Um, but there's a bit when he says that joke about Bruce, and it's like mm-hmm. he, you know, uh, I beat him at racquetball, and mm-hmm. then there's a laugh and then my brother went don't look at me that way bruce i'll whoop you again so it's like he's put bruce in the scene he's in the he's at the campaign with him being his best mate stood in the wings um which i think is kind of cool so bruce is kind of like there but it's almost as if bruce is like bruce is like a ghost Mm -hmm. as much as harvey's a ghost you know it's just batman two-face now the two people who are left after both those other characters are kind of gone essentially Right. So in a way, I think I, I like that. I like that that, that uh, when he's talking to him at the end, it's like we both lost half of ourselves, you know. And it's like it's like there weirdly the like I like it when Batman shows up and Two Face is like, no, no, it's Batman. Like, don't shoot him. It's Batman. Well, we're gonna have a conversation first because it's Batman, you know. It's almost like he he's well, he's still his friend weirdly, even though he doesn't know he's Bruce. You know, mm-hmm. he's just he's always like. That's okay. Batman's not gonna kill me. We're just gonna have a chat, and then we're gonna have a fight. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> that that's always some of my favorite stuff with superhero stories, for sure. Is when when they just show up and have a talk. It's not a whole fight. And like uh, there's an episode of Justice League Unlimited where mm. where Flash goes up to I think his name's the Trickster, and, he, and yeah. he's like he's like, hey, after this drink, go turn yourself in. And he's like, ah, yeah. you got me again, Flash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's also played by Mark Hamill. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Okay, well, oh my just, god, he's yeah. just really good at playing crazy people. Mm. He is. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, how did you land on doing a drug story, uh, a drug storyline? I mean, it's not. There are plenty of Batman storylines with drugs, but it's not yeah. the most popular. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I think it was like it came from a. Because I, I realized it was going to be Two-Face before I thought of the drugs thing. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was going to be Batman versus Two-Face. And I thought, what does Two-Face represent? And I thought, started thinking about kind of political, he's a politician. He's one of the only characters in the Batman story who used to be a politician. 
So there's already, and, and it's an, not an angle that gets explored a lot when mm. he's Two-Face. They explore it a lot when he's Harvey, but not when he's Two-Face. And I thought, what would, a, what, would, um, what, would, what would he be thinking about as a politician? And it just made me think of how polarized the world is now. It's literally the extreme right and the extreme left. And, and if you're part of one side, you, you hate the other side. And it's just like this kind of, this kind of polarization. And then I started thinking about inequality because in a way, Harvey hates inequality. He wants everything to be equal. He's, he's two-faced, he wants it to be 50-50. And I started thinking about things like uh, you know, economic inequality and you know, corruption. And uh, you know, so in a way he started almost having a kind of Bernie Sanders kind of, um, you know, kind of uh, uh, message where he's, he's got this kind of thing of like, I started thinking about the idea that um, the uh, mass incarceration economy and that, you know, if you're a certain member of society and you get caught with drugs, you go to jail for the rest of your life. And if you're another type of person, then you don't. And that's how you end up with the, the guy in the penthouse, you know, surrounded by cops and everyone cares about how he died. And then you have the two people in the streets who no one, nobody knew mm -hmm. were dead except Batman because Batman's the only one who cares. You know, and Batman stood over them like uh, the Grim Reaper, and it's not like he killed them, but he's like their witness. He's like the only yeah. person there to witness them dead. And I just thought, okay, so if Harvey cares about equality, he would want to somehow end this kind of structural inequality that you see in the war on drugs. This kind of unwinnable war where people inevitably are unfairly judged. You know, and his only way of doing it was okay well how about i make it so that half the people who take the drugs uh die <laughs> and maybe it wouldn't last very long like it might only last like a week before you know the police clamped down but he would have destroyed drug you know um the drug trade in gotham and he, he takes over two gangs which means that he can he can guarantee that rich people and poor people will both die. <laughs> yeah. But because he's Harvey, he hasn't done the math right because the poor people still die. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not like he's not like eat bouncing scales in a way that actually adjusts for the inequality. He's just being like bullheadedly polarized about it. And so it's like he thinks he's got it, but he kind of hasn't got it. You know, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, good point. I, the rich people would just buy like drug testing kits and be like, okay, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna test this for poison. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, like like it, it wouldn't last that long, but it's just like Batman says it's like, you know, before anyone knows what happens, like hundreds of thousands of people will have died for like no reason at all. Mm -hmm. And I can see what you're trying to do, but you you, you he's only he can only view the world through this this uh level of hatred. You know, like he's kind of there's a there's a couple of lines in the film that suggest that Two Face's problem isn't really the coin; it's that he's so angry, and he doesn't know why. And then what, that's why why when Batman takes the coin away, he's just rage. Like he has no, he's like a wild animal almost. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's why everyone in the world is so is is in such a polarized place right now because for some reason, like people are just so fucking angry all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they, they don't know why. And they're trying to they're trying to work out why they're so angry. And so they think, oh, it's because I'm this guy and this guy over here, I hate, you know, that's why their fault, you know. And that's why every time you see something horrible happening in the news, it's because of some person who thinks that some other person is responsible for 
why they're so angry and why they're so unhappy. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, that's, um, no, that's, I think that's, that's, my, that's my attempt to try and answer that question. But maybe it was just like I thought of drugs and I thought, oh, you know, that's a relatively ground level, real world plot, you know? And I like the idea that Batman does care about, you know, uh, the victims of overdoses and things. Like it's something that you don't yeah. usually see, you know? It's not just like, you know, Joker's made some, uh, you know, giant, toy soldiers and they're trashing the town or something you know yeah mr freeze freezing things and stuff you know it's the type of thing does happen in the world you know and i think it really plays in with like i mean you just explained it yourself but like it plays into the whole duality subject which is uh, the crux of the whole story pretty much right like it's just you know the rich people and the poor people yeah but both both of them i mean yeah, but everything you just said is just poor people, <laughs> poor people and rich people. I, I yeah, yeah. Or, I can't just, say anything yeah, better it, than it, you. It, it could be, it could be poor, it could be rich, it could be um, uh, left, it could be right. You know, it could be you know pro cop or pro you know person on the street. You know, it could be blue lives matter versus black lives matter. It could be anything. It's just kind of I didn't want to be too political. I mean, it's it's funny because like, uh, you know the justice league unlimited show was so political mm-hmm. it was so well written like the hawk and dove episode of justice league unlimited is incredible it's like a thesis on like war and liberals and conservatives and i i as a person i veer quite liberal like i'm just like a standard kind of liberal you know, bumbling english guy um but i didn't want to make something but but i feel like the film could be enjoyed by anyone because mm-hmm. the film doesn't really come out on either side it just shows that the world is so fractured you know and it's bad for everyone that people are so angry all the time you know and i think that you know it's not one of those things where i didn't i didn't want to feel like people would be like oh this guy's this is like kind of smug liberal um kind of thesis even though i probably am a smug liberal but you know i feel yeah. like it it's it's more like what the only way that i could react to what's happening in the world right now is to put two-face in it <laughs> well, well and not just two-face i mean both of your villains are very, are fractured right down the middle pretty much it seems <laughs> well yeah well i mean definitely well then you've got like wesker arnold arnold wesker who um who betrays his own himself yeah. because he's so desperate for someone to tell him what to do he like you like, know it's like he doesn't shoot scarface so that he can be free he shoots scarface so that mr two-face can now tell him what to do you know and he says he says that line where he goes like he's coming to set us free he's going to take all our choices away and it's like there's i i feel like that sometimes where like um I've literally said that, I think, in like therapy sessions where someone said, like, what do you want? And I'm like, I kind of want someone to come and take all my choices away. You know what I mean? Because it makes life so much easier. You know, making a choice is so, it's, it's horrible. And then you always blame yourself for the choice you made. Like, oh, I fucked up the choice, you know? <laughs> and it's actually, like, I feel like a lot, of, um, a lot of extremism in the world is all down to people just being like, oh, just someone tell me what to do, please. You know, someone tell me who to hate or who to, you know, um, whose fault is it? Just someone yeah. tell me whose fault it is, and then I can get angry and and like that. So that's kind of the way I thought about Scarface and you know uh, Arnold was he's a guy who's so trapped in his 
his like duality that he he's willing to give up his entire autonomy just to feel free of of his pain you know what i mean and then ultimately he he gets betrayed again you know he, he gets let down by the person he put all his faith into which is ultimately i think what happens to a lot of people who do put their faith in somebody else um in that kind of way you know people will will give up their autonomy and often they do get, end up getting thrown under the bus you you inevitably have to make the decision for yourself you have to choose to do the right thing because two-face might just flip the coin and then shoot you you know what i mean yeah yeah but i'm yeah i feel like i didn't i didn't know i was going to get this philosophical man i hope you <laughs> No, I understand what you're saying completely because there was years and years where I was also just unreasonably angry and didn't understand why I was until it was corrected later on. Me too. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. speaking, of course, about when they brought back the lime Skittle. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that them changing it to green apple would have made my life so much more difficult. But, now, you know, we're all good now. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it, like... The, the, you're such a deep person man because they're, they're both <laughs> in, they're both in the green you know so it's yeah like, it's like a like really 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 like you're a, you're a surgeon with that neuroses they it. thought i wouldn't <laughs> care they thought i wouldn't care but i cared so much you know you, you get a handful of skittles and you throw them in your mouth but that that is green it used apple. to be fine it used to be fine but then now that green apples there i gotta pick and choose my my skittles but we're back to just okay everyone it, being okay it's starting to sound like a manifesto, okay? <laughs> Don't say anything you're going to regret later. Is what I'm saying. No, it's fine. They fixed it. They fixed it. I burned. I burned a lot of the books that I was writing. About. No, that was that was just an excerpt. <laughs> uh, so I have one final question, um, and unless Tish has anything to follow up, then then I think we'll be good. So, was creating this was this like um, kind of a form of therapy? Like, was it like therapeutic to be creating this? Like, because, yeah. you know, you are a twin. So I'm sure you have thoughts on duality that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was. Even just in the fact that um, I made it in lockdown, you know, like um, I started it in during the pandemic when we were all just stuck at home, you know, and I'm a freelance artist. So I did manage to work, which was good, you know, so I wasn't broke. And I moved in with my girlfriend, who is amazing. And we're still together. And we, we didn't, the relationship didn't crumble. And, you know, um, and she actually is Claire Wicks, who did the score for the film. Um, an amazing score. Everyone go check out um, stuff. It's Claire Wright's music on YouTube. She's amazing. Um, and she was such a good collaborator as well, which I didn't expect, not because of like the fact that we're a couple, but just because like she wasn't even a Batman fan until like, like, like I was her connection to Batman and she <laughs> made such a good bat score. It's unbelievable. But yeah, no, um, I, I am a guy who I, I've always wanted my artwork to be seen because as a, I'm a, I earn my money as a storyboard artist, which means I draw lots of pictures that nobody sees you know yeah. uh, unless it's star wars storyboards and they they'll publish a book about them or whatever um and so only recently have i started getting jobs where i'm doing animation that gets you know i've done a couple of promos for like bt sports and ufc and one championship and things like that where I, you know i actually did the artwork and it's on screen and i and i went to film school originally i was a um one of those film one of those <laughs> film film school boys um, who choose director as their specialism, which is a mm. nice way of saying 
I want to leave university with no qualifications at all, like no <laughs> employable skill. Like it's like people would be like, oh, what did you learn in um, university? And it's like, I, I, I told other people what I wanted the film to look like, you know, that's essentially what a director does, you know. And then um, when it came to doing this, it was like, oh, I could just make, I can, I can make a film again. I can make a thing, you know, and I can direct it with an unlimited budget because the budget is what, what I can draw, you know. Mm-hmm. I've got lots of time. I love the character. And... Yeah, it was so therapeutic. And and then the the issues and the themes, like the duality and stuff, just kind of came out of it in a kind of that came out almost a byproduct. Uh, but the other thing was kind of seeing a Batman that I wanted to see, in that um several of the elements of Batman's character are elements that I haven't seen enough of in recent uh, adaptations, such as his compassion and mm-hmm. um, I mean, obviously, everyone loves talking about the no kill rule, but like, you know, he does, he does save Arnold from gunfire and he even saves Two-Face from his own Batmobile, you know, <laughs> he could have, he could have just created, he could have just pancaked Two-Face, but he doesn't, you know, because again, it's a restriction on his character and that makes it more interesting, you know, than if he doesn't have a restriction. It's, um, you know, and I, it's like the type of Batman that I wanted to see again was that kind of Batman who's vulnerable. You know, he's he, he can have a heart to heart with someone even when he's wearing the bat suit, you know, and things like that. So, and and then it, the most therapeutic thing is the fact that it's actually finished. It's so. <laughs> it's like I don't know what to do with myself. I'm just like it exists now. It's just on the internet. You know, people can watch it. And right. people... next is a uh, Batman kept promise. <laughs> for, 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 a second, for a second, I was thinking of doing Batman broken, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, it's the fucking Spider-Man thing. I can't do that. <laughs> Batman broken, broken, uh, you know, mirror or something. Bro- broken like, back. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But it has nothing to do with Bane. It's all, it's all just no Bane. <laughs> although, although, but Bane is the guy that I get the most um, messages from people insisting that they're going to play him in the next one. They're just like, by the way, I'm Bane in the next one. Like, as if like they can just like announce that they're going to be Bane. <laughs> it's really cool. They're just putting it out into the universe for yeah. you to take it. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> everyone everyone owns a mug and they've all they've all used a you know a weird british accent to talk into the mug <laughs> oh no we so everyone has a bang voice now we go full hispanic we go back to the back to the the og yes. the og bane big time How do you mean spoken og you know you mean five foot seven tom hardy bane wasn't your cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I liked what he did. I liked his his part of that film, but he's kind of, you know, I feel like it's almost as if like, why even have him? Why even have it be Bane? Yeah, he's yeah. not. No, he's not Bane. He's just his name is Bane. He breaks Batman's back very, very shortly. Yeah. Oh which yeah. Actually, <laughs> is something easier to fix. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. You just got to hang from a rope for a day. Yeah. That's <laughs> all you're gonna do is just go like this for a day. And they, and they don't even have him like taking steroids or anything. It's like he's not, yeah, he's not yeah. uh, chemically enhanced at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they could have done something where it was like 
he presses a button and instead of growing big, he just gets really, really, really like he's on PCP. Like you know a penguin. He gets like, like, just, <laughs> just like just like he could slam himself into a wall eight times and go through it, but because he's just, he's you know he's so jacked, but not physically. I don't know. I feel I feel like there, there's there's potential for Bane as a character. He's another one of those unloved characters. You know what I mean? But yeah, no people are people are always trying to tell me that, that they're gonna voice Bane. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh man. Uh, so yeah. if you um had to pick another superhero, who would your second be? End it all on a softball. Okay, Maybe. I'm gonna throw a curveball here. Daredevil. Excellent choice. I was actually excellent choice. I was actually very yeah. inspired by the Daredevil show, even in Batman Broken Promise, by the fact that like I added grain to the mm-hmm. to make it look almost kind because of, I know that they shot those, they didn't shoot those on film, but they added grain because it just gives it that grimy quality. And so I did the same with mine. And also the 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 pitch black shadows. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's why that show looks so good compared to something like Hawkeye, because the shadows are black. Yeah, they're yeah. black shadows. It's what makes it look like film. It's what makes it look like film. It's amazing, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'd go Daredevil. I'd do a Daredevil um, long take fight, but animated or something, mm-hmm. you know. And I do. It would be like I don't know. I always thought it'd be it'd be really cool to see like a Daredevil, um, a Daredevil fight scene, but from the perspective of him being blind. If you know what I mean, like find some visual way of depicting mm-hmm. it. So it's like, it's just a black screen? Well, the spinal tap of superhero movies. But, you know, like in the comics, he has that kind of like radar vision. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like if you could find a way to visually do that. I think uh, that I've, would, I've always... Uh, doing an animation. Well, so in the comics, he always describes it as a world on fire. And I think, in, and I think they do it once in the TV show. Like only once. I'm like, I would love to see the world like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. What I would do is I would I would do a long take fight scene and he's there in the middle of it and everything else is on fire. Yeah. Like that would be amazing. And like yeah. like the he's fighting a bunch of guys in an alleyway and like stuff is coming off them like flame, but it's because they stink and he can smell them. <laughs> yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? They just stink. It's like they're an open sewer in front of him. You know, or he like punches somebody in the face so many times that there's like this kind of blood, but it's like the smell of the blood. You know what I mean? Things like that. Oh, I love that. Uh, there's a bunch of cool animated shit you could do for for Daredevil for sure. Yeah, uh, actually, like one of my favorite superhero comics of all time is Daredevil. It's uh, Born Again, Frank Miller. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Is that is, is that the one that was heavily heavily influenced the third season when he's yep. being back? Yeah, I need to read that. I need to read oh. that. It's, it's, it's amazing. I think it's considered the only reason that Daredevil is still relevant is that Frank Miller story. Because yeah. well, Daredevil kind of sucked before Frank Miller came to the head. Exactly. But he, he made Man Without Fear. I think there's a second one and then he made Born Again. Yeah. Right. Oh, I've, got, I've, got to, I've got to go because my love of Daredevil mostly comes from the, the show where they, mm-hmm. you know, like um, I've got to actually dive into the comics. Frank Miller is the yeah. one. What would you guys like to see? What would you put? If you if you were going to see an animated uh, thing, superhero wise, I mean, I, I'm going to stay away from like the big ones like Superman and uh, the Flash and all that because I think they've been done to death. Honestly, I think I would really like um, more of like an 
like a noir style the question story Ooh, what a yeah. pick right wow wow because it's because i mean batman's the world's greatest detective sure but like the question is just so much more interesting in, in any batman story that he shows up with and shows yeah. up in because you're just like this guy knows a lot more than than what's yeah. going on but you're never going to get to find out and it's always going to be relevant. It's going to yeah. be like it'll be like if Noam Chomsky was running around beating people up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, because uh, like there's a line from uh, Dark Knight Returns where uh, Batman always would, had a loud quiet about him. Yeah. The mm. question is a quiet quiet. Like yeah. he is straight under that fucking radar. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even yeah. have a mouth. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like just that would be fascinating. It'd be almost almost be like um, the Mandalorian, you know, mm-hmm. like like show like you know how much can we really care about a character without even seeing his face you know that'd be amazing that's a great pick man i love yeah. that wow so that's really good to you yeah so follow up Kyle. <laughs> uh, so my pick got? my pick is gambit i just oh, love wow. i just love gambit he's a he's a gambler he's a louisiana guy so you can have all sorts of fun stories with him exactly. like by channing tatum <laughs> you just exactly. you could just have him like hopping the rails you know riding the rails and being a yeah. fucking degenerate <laughs> actually yeah like like you could like it could be like you know stream of consciousness almost like it's just like you know he meets a pretty girl and he spends a night with her and then he jumps a train and then then like a plot will happen like 20 minutes in <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly that's that's cool and also he's been a bit of a busted flush hasn't he kind of with um depictions hasn't he that they've tried oh, yeah. it's so weird isn't it like when with those films where they they don't really know how how to kind of work characters in and it's kind of like as if people are just afraid to just do the characters. Like when you try to do like six of them at a time, it's the problem. Yeah. Would you just have him in the film as him? You don't have to work a clever way of bringing him into a Wolverine origin story. Just have him be one of the X-Men. It's not difficult. I mean, it's, it's just, just yeah. have him be there. Yeah. <laughs> difficult at all. Oh man, that movie's awful. Uh, look, we're not we're not gonna get into that movie. We're we're, <laughs> we're gonna cut it here. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle's having civil war flashbacks. About oh my god! <laughs> Greatest <laughs> depiction of Deadpool on film. Oh yeah, the merc with the merc with the mouth, t- minus the mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I. Oh, if we should, we should, we should. Uh, yeah, if people want to find more of your work, or if they want to yes. follow you, where can they find you, man? Okay, well, um, obviously the YouTube channel, um, but there's also um, an Instagram and a TikTok for Stephen Trumbull Animation. And uh, I'm going to be doing, I'm always posting new artwork that I'm drawing. And often I'll do like a reel of like, you know, the art process that I use. And I'm going to do a couple of behind the scenes things for the film. And, you know, if and when I make anything else animated, it will come up on there. Um, I also have a podcast, which is called 50 Uses for the Word Love which is um, on all the places where you can find podcasts. Um, and it has an Instagram as well. And that's a podcast where we talk about how weird it is that there's so many different meanings for this one word, mm. you know, like nostalgia or, um, you know, you know, the way you feel about your mother is the same word as you would say is like, oh, I really love sausages, you know, like, you know. <laughs> so um, every episode is taking a different meaning and kind of, uh, chatting shit about it, and then that, you can follow me on Twitter at Stephen Trumbull. That's a that's a fun concept for a podcast. Because, you know, you just in um, American Sign Language alone, there are like six or seven different uh, signs for love, depending on how you're talking about love. Oh, that's amazing! I got to I got to do that as an episode. 
Yeah, uh, there's, there's like this means like you are really passionate about something. Like I love sports, but then yeah. there there's like there's like oh that's the I love that, and then so cool. yeah, then then there's actual I love you. <laughs> that's I love you. Well, this this <laughs> oh, but that's like but that seems like you're like you're at a rock concert. Yeah, I love that's rock. Like, that's like romantic. <laughs> that's like intimate love. Like it's I because uh, I I L Y. So I L Y. If you do it really fast, it blurs together and becomes that. Okay. I L Y. Gorgeous. I love that. That's so so interesting. I'll look into that, man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Good that's episode so, idea. It's a great <laughs> episode because it's kind of like uh, fifty uses for the word love, and then one episode is about when you don't have words. <laughs> you know? yeah. you just have sign language. You know, that's really interesting. I like that a lot. Thanks, man. Of course, of course. Really Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, it's Thanks been. Thanks for having us. It's been a lovely lovely to have you here um if you come out with something else we will definitely have you back on um and we might you know maybe we'll just uh hit you up for like a guest watching of a movie with us oh that'd be, that'd be a joke. <laughs> there's there's hundreds of other movies for us to still watch so there'll be plenty of opportunities yeah there'll be, be a ton of fun thanks guys maybe uh, maybe for our next batman one we'll hit you up yeah definitely definitely that oh, sounds good. like fun. Um, so it was great having you, man. You you can sign out if you want, and then I'm just gonna do the outro, and then we're we're, we're good. You you, take, you 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 kicking me out? You kicking me out of the Zoom? Uh, yeah. Go go ahead. And get get the hell out of here, dude. <laughs> fuck. Okay, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you left. <laughs> <laughs> So this has been another episode of that cartoon podcast. See you on the next one. Maybe. Who knows? Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what we have going on, please subscribe to our channel. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at that cartoon podcast. Here you'll be able to get all updates and episode insights. If you have any film suggestions, let us know on any of these platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.